Dude, it's one American hey. podcast with Ian and Miles Chung. How are you doing, dude? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. You wearing your rebel hat? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Good to rep. What's good the deal with the hat? rebel hat? Well, I work at Rebel News. <laughs> That's why. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So we got to merch it up. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah, I'd wear a t-shirt or a hoodie right now, but it's uh, it's upstairs. So I'm not going to yeah, get dude. it. Yeah, I understand. Well, congratulations on your weight loss this past year. It's been a crazy year, dude. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Did you just do keto? Uh, yeah, I, did. I, I, I am on keto. Yeah, I'm on keto. It's working out pretty well, uh, working out a little bit, you know. Uh, yeah, basically, right. it's it's all about that, you know, that self-control, right? And uh, it's not that hard. You know, you just get used to it. Yeah, the hardest thing is just um, making sure that you have the right stuff around the house. Basically, uh, uh, and and don't keep snacks around the house. You know, that doesn't help. So get rid of all of that. Uh, find out what you want to eat, what you need to eat, and uh, you know, just eat properly. Don't binge. I lost forty pounds on keto in two thousand and seventeen, and I never gained it back. Nice, excellent. Yeah, yeah, it you can works. See, like there's no, you know, there's no like double chin like the last time. Yeah, cheeks have gone down. <laughs> You're <laughs> it's good, going dude. down even more. Yeah, give it a couple of more months and, uh, you know, I'll be perfect. So you're writing for Rebel News. Don't you write for a number of outlets? I know you have. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, okay. do. Yeah, I write for a number of different places. Uh, Post Millennial, Rebel News, uh, Counter Signal, uh, Human Events. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I like Human Events a lot. Um, had Will Chamberlain on. He's an interesting guy. He is, yeah. He's a great guy. Great dude. So... It's been a crazy year, dude. I started doing this podcast in May. Yeah, May. And May. Um, I think you were you were the first guest. I know you were the first guest. I, I was, I like, yeah. I, I was, had less yeah, than 5,000 followers, man. I had like 3,000 yeah. or something, and now I'm out close to 50. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's nice. <laughs> I appreciate you being a part of it, dude. For sure. You should make a telegram. You know, like Twitter, who knows what the hell's happening to it, you know? I know. I know. I've been, I've been pushing telegram. my getter, man. We're live on getter actually right now, too. Oh, nice. Very nice. Um, very nice. So, very nice. Yeah. so what I've been doing on Getter is um, I got um, I got verified, luckily, and so I can do live streams. And like yeah. nobody live streams on the on that platform yet. So, so you're the running, only live streamer, and they'll see so, you on the sidebar. So I've been running like old movies, like just yeah. anything to keep it live, so that it's like a constant ad. <laughs> yeah. And how is that working out? I mean, how many viewers do you have uh, watching it? Um, I think the most viewers I ever got on one was fifteen thousand. I'm probably averaging like around a thousand. That's um, huge. Damn, I know. Nice. I mean, I just got. I just started <laughs> nice. working Getter like ten days ago, and I've already got almost five thousand followers, four thousand followers. Wow. I don't know. I so, should use that. You know, like I tried Twitch totally. for a while. It was boring. It was just like you know, too, too much uh, you know noise, right? On 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 Twitch, too much noise, and you can't say certain words. You know, like oh tranny, oh they'll cancel you. Say tranny, or you say there's two genders. Like maybe yeah. I'm talking about car transmissions. How about that? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah loophole so the you know the funny thing is like i'm in i'm in digital advertising so i specialize in social media for my clients and like the problem with these alternative platforms is that they launch and everybody joins as a protest move but then yeah. no one ever like what logs back it? in right yeah and right. it's because they none of them have figured out how to get the engagement right so that you want to keep coming back so like when you post yep. you don't feel like you're posting into nowhere and getter yep. has figured it out man i don't know how they did it but they figured mm -hmm. it out like it's not like in, it's not like my Twitter following because I have fifty thousand followers on Twitter, but but right. on Getter, like when I, when I post, I, I get they reply. Yeah, I get the sense that yeah. people are actually seeing it. So 
that I think it has a standing chance. I mean, obviously, it's still subject to Apple and Google terms of service, so it's not going to be like a perfect free speech platform. But sure. I don't think they're going to just, you know, knock me off for saying controversial opinions. No, I don't think so either. I mean, it's not like Twitter, right? Twitter is, uh, they take matters into their own hands. You say the wrong thing, someone, you know, high up complains about you and boom, you're, you're out. They're censoring you for no reason. Yeah. So do you think it's kind of funny because you know everybody always used to give Jack a whole bunch of shit, and then yeah. as soon as yeah, he Jack left, Jack a libertarian. He's a libertarian. Yeah. You know, people should have given him a better chance because, like, this new guy is just full on establishment, right? I mean, he has voiced uh, opinions that are basically pro censorship. Twitter. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's going to collapse or anything like that. I'm not, you know, I'm not crazy and not stupid, but I don't see it being as good as it used to be when it was under Jack. I think that, you know, maybe in the future, who knows, Jack will come back. I mean, he, he left before once upon a time and then he came back and, you know, so it's a possibility. Do you think it peaked? Cause I didn't start using Twitter until about a year ago. Do you think it peaked in like 2016, like right at the height of the Trump era and the Milo Yiannopoulos were all still on and Alex Jones was still on? Yeah. Oh man. Those are, those are golden days, you know? Milo, he got like I don't like Milo, and he doesn't like me. He talks shit about me all the time. I won't talk shit about him because you know I appreciate the things that he has done. Uh, I want to say that the reason they banned him was ridiculous, right? He made fun of some some actress uh, from yeah. uh, Ghostbusters, a comedian. I mean, you'd think that a comedian would be able to take a joke, but they said that he was harassing her because he made a joke about her. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. that was ridiculous, and I feel like, no, honestly. I yeah. know the dude's a provocateur and I know that he um, uh, ruffles feathers, but yeah. honestly, like if you look at everything that happened to him in context, he mm -hmm. got, he got a bad, uh, a bad draw. I mean, he did. Yeah. They screwed him. He made a mistake really, with really the way he phrased some things on Joe Rogan and then he lost his job and then he lost his yeah. book deal. And then it was just like everything mm -hmm. that could have gone wrong went wrong at the end. And I, I feel bad for him for that. Cause I don't, I don't get the sense that he's a bad human being. I just get the sense that he's an antagonist, like an antagonistic an type person. Antagonistic type of person. Yeah, definitely. Right. I mean, he is fighting the good fight. I will say that, you know, I'm not going to like, uh, but I, I will say that, I mean, he, he definitely should have made fewer enemies. I mean, like attacking people out of the blue is, is pretty shitty. You know, that's not how you make friends. Uh, yeah. I'll say that about him. You know, I mean, talk shit about me. Like I said, I don't appreciate that. And he owes me yeah. money. So... <laughs> Look right into the camera when you say it. And you owe me money, Milo. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. I mean, it's not that much, right? But it's still like, look, just fucking pay up. But not that they can anymore because my fucking PayPal got taken out. So, I mean, if you, he wants to pay me, he has to pay me through my bank account. So, what happened with that? Like, did I did I not explain it to you before? Or maybe it was somebody else. Um, so I mean, I saw your tweets about it. I know that it was yeah. like they were kind of cryptic about what happened. Are you selling like a conservative merch stuff or what? No, that wasn't why. Like they so uh, like they're fine with conservative merch, right? I mean, I guess they are. I don't know. I, I've seen other people get taken down for like some Second Amendment uh, YouTubers told me they got taken down, and you know they were not provided a reason as to why. Uh, you know, PayPal just said that if you follow terms of service, you know, like they hinted at them violating it somehow. And it was the same thing with me. And it was very much the same way that they did it to Rebel News uh, about a year ago when they removed Rebel News's uh, PayPal account. And it, from what I can see is that only after they started adding my byline to Rebel News, right, because I write there, I, I wasn't byline for like a while, right? And then they added my byline to it, gave me a staff position. A month after, and and PayPal decides that you know somehow I've broken their terms of service, and I'm talking to the guy on the phone. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Like he's just some 
uh, random guy, right? Like he, uh, a tech dude. And I'm asking him, so what's the deal? And then he, you know, he goes off for like 10 minutes, comes back and he says he can't really explain it. Uh, and I asked to speak to supervisor. And so he's like, okay, sure. You know? And so I talked to supervisor afterwards, like they call me up and the guy is like the rudest piece of garbage on the goddamn fucking planet. You know, like he could have been nice. He could have been nice to me. He could have said that, you know, it's our policy that, you know, we're, we're, we're apologetic, but you know, we have to suspend your account. He could have just been a nice guy. And I would have been like, well, okay, I don't, you know, I understand your position. The company has certain policies that, you know, it's way above your pay grade. I, I would get that. I totally understand that. But instead, you know, I had the feeling that he may have been one of the people to personally supervise my removal because he was a fucking bitch to me. Like, just a complete asshole. I, I asked him why, and he said, you know why. What do you mean I know why? What the hell is that? What kind of response is that? You know why? I don't fucking know why. So I'm fucking asking you a stupid fucking question. Bitch. So what kind of what kind anyway. of business were you doing on <laughs> PayPal? I mean, uh, just uh, just you know your usual stuff like uh, selling merchandise, like uh, I have my t-shirt stuff, right? T-shirts and uh, uh, occasionally, I guess I would uh, like you know do website business. Like if people wanted to pay me to design a website, they pay sure. me through PayPal. It's the easiest way, right? I know PayPal takes like a massive cut, but you know for like a hundred bucks or two hundred dollars, it's like it's not something you want to go through Swift for. It costs more money, right? So, right, it makes more sense. Yeah. So, so do you think that they were creeping on like your tweets or something, and that they use that as? So, yeah. Yeah. That's so bizarre Absolutely. that they can use behavior on another platform in order to determine that you need to be deplatformed de on their platform. Yep, and that, and it's it probably came as a result of people reporting it. You know, like they could have said, "Hey, this guy works for Rebel News, and Rebel News is banned from uh, from using PayPal." They could have done that, or someone could have taken one of my uh, you know tweets mocking uh, the woke brigade, right? Like uh, you know this whole this transgenderism stuff. They could have taken one of those, and and you know so one of those people could have just reported me there because my PayPal was listed on uh, the merch store, so. That's probably how they got it. Yeah. Did you see what I did this week with my? Uh, I stole the idea from Shu uh, with my newsletter do? on my Twitter. What did you do? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did the, uh, the FBI thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I got yeah. five thousand followers in like twenty four hours, <laughs> which is a lot wow. for me. That was like ten percent. You know, That's my weird. whole <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> so I, I felt I started to feel bad because it was like it was like stealing candy from a baby. So I took it down. I was like, I I can't, you know. <laughs> Because I thought I what was going to happen was I thought I would do yeah. it and then my followers would get that it was a joke. But yeah. what ended up happening was it just like went viral. It's like, oh my God, Chase is on yeah. the domestic terrorist list. <laughs> <laughs> so did they sign up onto your um, your review thing? Because it's review, right? Or, or did they just simply follow you on Twitter? Was that it? Uh, they just followed me on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And Twitter. they were, okay. and they were, they were even taking screenshots. Like if you click on it, they try to take your information. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty funny. But yeah. I am, I am not a, a domestic terrorist. <laughs> You're AR-15. I'm not it's a domestic not, terrorist. It's not a Betsy Ross dust cover right there. On that. <laughs> nice. Nice.
yeah but I, I don't know man i it, it's just crazy this whole censorship thing is crazy it gets it gets particularly yeah. menacing when they start fucking with your money like yeah, mike lindell right. mike lindell's like a perfect example right yeah, he's somebody right. who yeah. i don't agree with i think he has outstanding intentions and he's completely misguided okay for guy. whatever reason he's a good guy right, right? he's a good guy right. he's misguided yeah you can tell he's got a heart of gold right yeah he's a good why man. are you shutting that guy's ability to bank down like, yeah, what the fuck? He's not he's not hurting anybody, right? I mean, yeah, he might have some views, but they're not hurting anybody. And uh he's helping people, like you know, when the hurricanes happened, the tornadoes, not hurricanes, uh, tornadoes in, in Kentucky, he was down there helping people, giving people, you know, like paying for people's houses and 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 buying their uh, buying them like sleeping bags and 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 beds and stuff to replace all the stuff they lost. I mean, who does that? You know, honestly, who does that? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just don't understand. I mean, I get it, like these banks are private businesses, but they're kind of not. I mean, anybody not, who really. Yeah, they're, they're all like It's all central banking. Yeah, it's all central yeah. banking, FDIC insured stuff. And it just seems like yeah. taking somebody's ability to bank away because of a political view or up. any sort of is fucked they're up. In I mean, Canada, that's... too. In like, uh, like with Rebel News, right? So I work with them and uh, they wanted to buy an office in Calgary. And, uh, you know, they have amazing credit, right? They are on the up and up. And so they applied for this office building, applied for a loan through the bank to, I forget the name of the bank. I think it was, might be the Bank of Canada, the Royal Bank of Canada. And they were, you know, it was like more or less almost approved, right? And then they needed a, a final approval from the from the boys in uh, Ontario or Toronto. I don't know, like the one, the, like their HQ or the headquarters. They wait a couple of weeks and then come back and they're like, yeah, we, we had to reject your thing. And we have them on 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 um, telephone, you know, admitting, and and this guy's a he's a nice guy, right? Like he's not the one responsible, but he said that the guys in uh, in the HQ they don't like your politics, so they have to reject your loan. Well, at least he was being honest. I wish Twitter would do that. Yeah, I, I mean, wish well, Twitter would just say we don't like your politics, so we're going to ban your ass. You know, whistleblower. He, you know, like he said officially, we can't say that officially. Right. It's because you have, uh, you know, we have concerns about about uh, the nature of your business as journalists you get in danger da, 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 da. nonsense right but unofficially it's because we don't like your politics so do you know why rebel rebel news got banned from paypal in the first place same thing i mean it's the same reason they never provide an official reason uh like when i was talking to the piece of shit on the phone uh i got to behave myself you know i'm, I'm like getting emotional about this guy uh <laughs> all right the dude was like uh you know like he told me you know when i asked him this is about politics, isn't it? I, you know, I confronted him and he's like, he said, well, well, officially, you know, PayPal does not take a stance on politics. We are officially neutral, but you could sense like he was, you know, there was a smugness in, his, in the tone of his voice. He was, you know, making funny noises like, huh, you know, like, a, you know, like a fucking anime character, like, you know, when he puts on his glasses and then it's like, you know, I got you there, bitch. You know, like he had that attitude with me. Just that's so, like, that's so frustrating. It is frustrating. Yeah, it's like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? I mean, you wouldn't talk like that to someone in real life. But, you know, since he's a, a financial officer at a company that has zero accountability to the public, I mean, I guess he can do whatever the hell they want, right? Because I'm pretty sure I'm not the only guy he's done this to. I'm sure he enjoys doing this. I'm sure all of their supervisors get off on this, you know, because like yeah. their jobs are pretty fucking dull, right? But the so, crazy thing about this is like, how do they not realize that this comes around? Like, yeah, yeah it will. Like they if you care. have the if you have the ability to shut down somebody's bank, it's only a matter of time before your bank account gets shut down. I mean, Neil Young, for yeah. Christ's sake, canceled himself today. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. What do you think he was thinking? Do you think Neil Young thought that he was more popular than Joe Rogan because he's like deluded? I so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's an old guy and he used to be a He used to be deal. really famous. Yeah. Really famous. I mean, like he made some of the, like, I wouldn't say the best music, but he made it. was really outstanding, though. It was outstanding, outstanding music. Yeah, like Old Man yeah. is amazing. I love that song. Yeah. And now you can't find it on Spotify. <laughs> so do you think he's got to like get a CD player put in his car so he can listen to his own music when he goes on a road yeah. trip? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or just, you know, use YouTube since, you know, it's all like ripped off and, and stolen and put on there by someone trying to make money off his music. <laughs> do you remember uh, about 10 years ago, he tried to make that um, iPod competitor called like yeah. Pono? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like barely. It was a huge failure. He also tried to sell his uh, the rights to his music to Trump. Trump didn't buy it. Yeah. Honestly, that would have been probably a pretty good buy. Uh, right. Yeah. Because he could use yeah. he could use keep on rocking in the free world all the time. Exactly. Um, yeah. Like he approached the Trump campaign. Well, not Trump campaign, but like uh, Trump. Right. Like uh, went to their offices and said, "We uh, would we be interested in buying my music, my whole catalog." And they passed on it. And Donald Trump Jr. tweeted about that today. He took a picture of it, of that event. Yeah. You know what's really crazy is that Neil Young could have very easily just gone on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. I mean, a guy like that. Yeah. Yeah, He could have been like, hey, man, I want to come on the podcast and I want to talk about this vaccine shit because, you know, you know, I meet you. And I bet Joe would have loved that. I, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, isn't this what should be? I mean, people should be doing anyway. I mean, instead of trying to cancel Joe Rogan, you know, like a friend brought up, a real good friend brought up a, a point. It's like instead of trying to cancel or censor Joe Rogan, why are we not just, uh, you know, providing, let's say, education for misinformation or uh, fighting back against the so-called misinformation with uh, more accurate facts? I mean, if they really are on the side of the truth. Shouldn't they not be afraid of lies? I mean, shouldn't they just be speaking the truth and then, you know, letting people decide for themselves what's true and what's not? Because, I mean, it's not that hard to determine if, you know, if Joe Rogan is lying about, say, ivermectin or something, then shouldn't that be easy to prove instead of, you know, trying to censor him? Absolutely. And well, and I was on, I had another podcast earlier today with Eric Matheny. And Eric Matheny is a, you know, a big proponent that the election was stolen. I mean, he's like certain, right? And yeah. I'm not there. I, I go back and forth. Like maybe know. it was, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, I'm just not yeah. convinced yet. Okay. But yeah. the problem is, and I was telling him this, I was like, man, like there are really, really dumb people who are sure that the election was legitimate. And mm-hmm. there are really, really dumb people who are sure that it was stolen. Yeah. So it's very hard in the censorship climate for someone like me who doesn't care really either way. I mean, I care, but I don't, I'm not biased either way. I don't want it to be either way. I just want to know. Like what yeah, happened? It's very truth. hard for me yeah. to figure it out, right? Because yeah. like, there's no discourse, there's no back and forth, there's no argument at this point, and then a counterpoint. Like, like he's mm-hmm. saying that 125,000, you know, ballots came in, and they were all for Biden, you know, right in a row uh, at like two in the morning, and like I don't yeah. even know how to begin to like verify that. <laughs> Right. right? Yeah. Like if that's true, yeah. that's crazy. Right. But like, where that's do I true, look that's that crazy, up? But it seems like that number is brought up because they are watching the news and they see the number just shoot up, you know, like the numbers, the stats. Right. That, that's not accurate though. That's like, that's the news station that's making the update. That's not the, the ballot counters and making the update. If you look at the ballot counters, you don't see any of that. It's a trickle, right? Right. It's a, it's a freaking right. trickle. Yeah. The news stations are just slow. Sometimes there's a lag to it. Uh, Bernie Sanders went on the, uh, I think the David Letterman, not David Letterman, sorry, the um, 
what, what's the name of the guy who took over him? Uh, Stephen Colbert. Yeah, the Stephen Colbert show, and explained why the way that they count the ballots, at least on TV, is going to freak people out, and people are going to, you know, start all these conspiracy theories about stolen That's ballots. Right. And came out ahead of it. Yeah, he came out ahead of it, like two nights ahead of it, and he was explaining how the system works and why there's all of this uh, misconception and how the media is not doing, uh, you know, not explaining it well enough. You know, whenever these jumps happen, they don't fucking explain it. They just act all surprised. They're like, oh, my God, look at that. Biden got 250,000 votes. Oh, my God. You know, they, they act like they're ignorant, and then they wonder why their viewers are ignorant. Well, because they're making the viewers really, really dumb. It's not the viewers who are actually dumb, right? It's that they're being fed ignorance by these newscasters who are more interested in sensationalizing everything when they should be informing people of what's actually happening they're not interested in informing people they just want to you know get those rage bait clicks and it's depressing because it's actually actually hurting democracy when they do this yeah i agree um well and, and my think my thinking on the whole election fraud thing is all right like let's assume that there was election fraud just hypothetically like yeah I'm sure there was, was like small amounts of it. Just yeah, I mean, there always is. Yeah. It's never going to be perfect. But like, whose fault is that then? Like, Trump was president right. for four years, mm-hmm. and in these it's legislatures, they allowed these laws to pass that made it easy for mail-in voting, in, yeah. in, in, in ballot harvesting. And honestly, like the way I, I the way Republican. I kind of land, the way I kind of land on the whole vote election issue is that they didn't cheat. It was just cheap the way they won yeah. because they were able exactly. to, you know collect ballots selectively from people harvest. who never really vote yeah they, they ballot harvest and the republicans just didn't care enough to stop ballot harvesting even though people on the ground uh were like campaigning against it you know uh you had scott pressler for example telling everyone that we need to ban ballot harvesting because this is how the democrats win they go to homeless encampments or to old folks homes you know like the towers in uh uh, Minnesota, right, Minneapolis, where it's just old people living there in these, uh, you know, elderly facilities. They go there and they collect ballots, and they get paid to do so by the Democratic Party. Uh, like these collectors, they get paid like three hundred dollars for every ballot they bring in. So, you know, it's not illegal what they're doing. It's actually perfectly legal. It's just tedious. So, not a lot of people do it, right? But I mean, if you could make a hundred dollars or say three hundred bucks a day doing this, wouldn't you? Sure. I mean. Yeah, it's easy, right? It's e- well, it's not easy. It's tedious, but they do it because it's it's perfectly legal to collect one ballot at a time. And sometimes they will, you know, try to uh, they'll do something actually legal and get arrested for it, like you know, collecting ten ballots at a time. You're not supposed to do that. It's only one per time. But either way, I mean, if you're willing to pay somebody, you know, a few hundred dollars to collect a ballot, they'll do it. Someone's going to take the job. It's easy. It's easier than working for Uber. So. Um, why didn't the Republicans ban this? You know, this was clearly an issue in Georgia, but they were letting people do it openly. And and now, you know, look at the results. This is clearly the fault of Republicans for just not giving a shit. And this seems to be the case all the time. I mean, look at CRT in schools. How did that happen? Well, it's because Republicans were more than happy to let the schools be run by Democrats, right? let these school boards be taken over by Democrats and leftists. And how is it that places like you know, Texas are now seeing uh, district attorneys who are uh, Soros funded. Well, it's because they just don't care about local elections. The Republicans are fucking dumb, right? They're fucking stupid. Now, these America First people, the, the new breed of uh, uh, people who are more MAGA than Trump, certainly care because they're very educated. They're young people, people our age who give a shit about these things. But the older people, I mean, they, they seem to have this idea that the system's just going to work the way it is. I mean, you have some idiot like... Um, Forget the guy's name is a it's a Republican um, 
uh, senator, uh, Ron Johnson. Yeah, he, this, he's an idiot, right? He went on TV today and he said that, uh, you know, the Republican Party, and he was talking about himself, I guess, uh, doesn't see why it is anyone's concern how to raise someone else's kids and that it's not the Republican Party's concern to ensure that every child has food and education. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is how you lose, right? The reason so many people vote for the Democrats is because the Democrats promise to make sure that your kids are well-fed and well-educated. That's all you need to do to get votes. It's not hard. Right. And he's literally right. out there saying that it's not, our, it's not our policy to care about other people's kids. You serious? Yeah. And, we, and we get hung up on stupid shit like bathrooms. Yeah. And it like takes up so much, it takes up so much time in the newsfeed about like yeah. whether or not we can have trans bathrooms or what's that going to be. It's like, dude, like nobody really cares about that issue. You're it's getting hung fair. up on it, you yeah. know? And it's yeah, you just don't want to. Like, look at the teachers. Who are they recruiting to work for the schools? They're, they got all these green haired, crazy people. And, and, and that's not an issue, but you're hung, hung up in the fucking bathrooms. Who do you think pushed the bathroom ideas to begin with? It's just fucking green hairs. Get rid of them, you know? Have a fucking policy against these people. But oh, no, no, you've got to talk about the bathrooms. It's like you're addressing the symptoms rather than the uh, the actual cause of it. It's retarded. Well, let me ask you this, Ian. Are you, you're, you're based in Malaysia, right? Yeah, yeah, I am. What's the public education system like there? Uh, It's uh, it's free. It's taxpayer yeah. funded. It's, it's like Is it propaganda? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's nationalistic, extremely. Super propaganda. It's great. It makes like good, up. like good propaganda or bad propaganda. Good propaganda. Yeah, good propaganda. Okay. Not bad propaganda. Yeah, anti-communist. You know, communism bad. Uh, nationalism good. This is what they teach in most countries. I mean, like go to Australia. They teach you that being Australian is good, and you know, until you get to college, and then they tell you it's bad. Singapore's the same way. China's the same way. Taiwan's the same way. Uh, most, uh, you know, Eastern European countries, Poland, Russia. Uh, they all teach uh, nationalism because it's good. France teaches it. That's why France is less uh, woke than America is. You know, I mean, r right now, I mean, say what you will about Macron. I think he's a piece of garbage for attacking his own citizens on the whole uh, vaccine issue. But he is mm -hmm. a nationalist. You know, he is saying the right things, at least that, you know, wokeism is a, is a disease. And, and we have to teach kids to be proud of where they're born and, and what country they belong to and, and, you know, who they serve, right? Like you can't be telling kids that America is a bad place. I mean, if you're in America and your, your teachers are telling you that America is bad and you should feel bad for being born white, what the fuck are they teaching? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it seems to be a, a pretty blatantly racist doctrine, but I just don't even, I don't, I can't even fathom why, these issues are brought up at such a young age. Like, so when I went through public school, I would say that pu my public education experience was a small town. There were 80 kids in my graduating class. And I would say that it was a solid public education. It was not outstanding. It was not terrible. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, there are still, th there are things today that I, that I learned that I use you know, from a teacher or two. Right. But yeah, the extent, right. the extent of the racial conversation that I had growing up in the United States in public education was just like on black history month or MLK day, where we would listen yeah. to like the, I have a dream speech and learn about the civil rights movement. There was yeah. none of this like constant, you know, reinforcement of this is your race. This is your identity. You are privileged. You know, this is your, like this, the, there was no nudging, yeah. right. In terms of right. like identity, the identity was supposed to be up to you and they mm -hmm. just had to make sure that you behaved well and like learned the lessons, you know, no tolerance. Of, you know, be nice to other people. Uh, don't judge them by the color of their skin or by their gender or whatever, or what language they speak. 
everybody's equal, right? I mean, that's that's the idea. But now it's like, well, you got to treat those people special because they've got lower IQs than you. <laughs> it's like, you know, like there's this, this unspoken, you know, uh, bias against black people, right? It's, it's like they infantilize right. black people and then they tell you that black people have been, you know, just like, uh, uh, you know, oppressed for like centuries or millennia or like millions of years or something. And it's like, well, that's not true. You know, everybody's been a slave at some point and they're not dumber than white people. And to claim that white people are somehow just like magically superior to black people, that's fucking racist. You know, it's really racist. Yeah, they, they really kind of make the case for white supremacy more than any white person ever would. They're like, like you the, guys have totally yeah. dominated everything. You invented yeah. everything. You discovered everything. You won every war. You died yep. like, you know, and so it's like, yeah, wait, it's like, wait, well, wait, wait, wait. You're calling me a white, white supremacist because you're sounding yeah. a lot like one right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like that that comedy, right? Like um, uh, Tim, what's his face? Uh, God, you know, the one where it's like racist versus woke you know it's like two guys sitting next to each other and they're like oh yeah i i i believe in segregation it's like yeah me too you know like it's like they are exactly alike you know they're just approaching it from different perspectives it's horrible yeah i know i know what video you're talking about it's been a long time since i've seen it but i know what you're talking about yeah yeah uh, sounds like something jp sears would do right yeah it's not it's not jp sears it's the other guy it's the other guy right right i know i think i know what you're talking about um yeah but I, you know, and ultimately, like, what were we supposed to expect though with with leaning on like public education, like as good as it is in Malaysia right now, right? And you and you agree yeah. with it, like, there's got to come a day, someday, mm-hmm. where it's going to be bad, right? Yeah, and I mean, I depends think... who's in, in charge, right? Because right, right now, I guess you know the people in charge are fine, but you know, give it a uh, fifty years and some wokey takes over, and suddenly it's like, oh, being Chinese is bad because you have privilege and you run all the businesses, boohoo, you know, like that is going to be the education one day. Who knows, right? That's the issue. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know, it goes back to 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 the monarchies of old where there was like the beloved kings and then the hated yep. kings, right? And it's like right. the problem isn't yeah. that, you know, whether or not the king is good. The problem is that you have a kingdom. <laughs> like <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Yeah, unless you live forever, you know, which would be would be amazing, right? But that's clearly uh not a thing, right? Yeah. So I don't I don't know what ultimately I'm just I guess I'm just disappointed that we've allowed ourselves to get to a place where it's it's totally impractical for regular working class people to um, spend time with their kids during the day. And yeah. so we've leaned on the public education system to look after That's our a, kids while both parents work. Like a lot of people don't want to hear this, but it's because we let women into the workforce. That's why. Before a mom could stay at home and be a you know stay at home mom and look after her kids and raise her kids and you know, like educate her kids. She could be her, you know, the, the teacher to her kids. But now we, you know, we, we've come to this economy where uh, men earn a lot less than they used to 50 years ago. And women are, you know, are forced to work in order to maintain a family because a man cannot earn enough money to support his family. So a woman has to go to work as well. And that leaves the kids at home alone or, you know, at school as, as the case may be. And that's the issue, right? And I'm not saying that, oh, we have to go back to, uh, you know, uh, yesteryear and, and make sure women are in the kitchen and that they are not allowed to work. I, I think that's retarded. You know, that doesn't work. That's a pipe dream that some trad type people want to fantasize about. That's not going to happen ever. They're, they're going to have pushback even from conservatives about that. But I don't know what the, the actual solution is. I mean, I guess, you know, pay people better would be one solution, but I don't think that that kind of works either because economics you know yeah i think i think ultimately the the 
the best thing we could do would be to somehow figure out how to mitigate inflation. Because I think inflation really caused this ever since 71 when we went off the gold standard. That's when you really start to see started to see that divergence. And I know that the women in the workforce thing really kind of started in World War II. But yeah. you really see it kick in in like the 70s, right? And right, I think yeah. it has to do with that inflation. They exactly. needed both parents working in order to make ends meet. And yep. Ultimately, like I, I'm a Jordan, I'm a Petersonian of sorts. I, I, I believe Jordan Peterson and what he talks about with the differences between genders and personality types and interests. And yeah. I think that when there is the economic feasibility mm-hmm. of one parent staying at home, I think that we would see a lot of women who are not at home today just decide to, right? I, we don't have to yeah. make it a law. Like if you want to work, great right. work. That's fine. Like you have, like you know. Sweden. Right? right. They, they, it's like such an egalitarian society. It is more equal than anywhere else on the planet. And despite women having more opportunities in Sweden for upward mobility in terms of, say, corporate jobs, they just choose not to take those jobs. They choose to stay at home and be mothers. Like that yeah. is just reality. And that's amazing. Right. When you remove all the boundaries and all the hurdles, women at the end of the day want to stay at home and raise kids. And that's a good thing. And should not be frowned upon. I mean, like, I mean, I know it's not for all women. Some women don't want to do that. And I don't think that women should be shamed for not wanting that life. But, you know, at the same time, women should be celebrated for wanting that life. You know, why not? Yeah, I agree. And frankly, I've, you know, I've worked for other companies. I've worked for myself now for six years, but I've never witnessed any explicit sexism in the workforce in the United States. And I've worked in several different cities. Uh, I've worked in the Southern States where people are more bigoted allegedly, which is not true. But, uh, and and frankly, the only, the only thing that I've noticed that's sexist is a, is a subtle concern among employers about the liability of hiring a woman. So not a maternity liability, but a like, Holy shit. Like what if she becomes disgruntled? What if, what if she's, you know, she's going to accuse someone of, uh, you know, uh, sexual right. misconduct, right? And that, right. that's not an issue that I've experienced in any conservative environment, but it definitely is an issue that I've seen, maybe not firsthand, but secondhand, right? I mean, I know people work at these, uh, you know, uh, liberal companies. It's a problem for them, right? It's a yeah. problem for them where, you know, you hire someone who's like a bit too woke, a bit too feminist uh, and and doesn't like how a certain, you know, employer or coworker cracks a joke at them that they don't like. They might find it offensive, go to HR and complain about it or try to get the person fired because they want their job. You know, I've seen that happen. I know a person that that happened to. He used to be a pretty big YouTuber, you know, ran his own business website and everything. And a woman that he had slept with had just sort of like one day randomly accused him of, uh, you know, sexually assaulting her, even though, you know, he has all evidence proving otherwise. And, you know, they went to court and everything and he won. But the fact that she did that is insane, you know, and that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when I hired my first employee, it was just me and my first employee in my office. Yeah. And so I, I, frankly, I'll just be honest. I didn't want to hire a woman. Right, yeah, because, you're alone with somebody. you know, like no witnesses, I'm, me and this woman alone, maybe she's even going to be uncomfortable. Like it wasn't even just selfish. It was like, I don't want, you know, she probably wouldn't right. want to be in, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, right. so, and, and it's too bad. Like, I don't want to think like that. I'm not sexist, mm-hmm. but I have to, I have to weigh risks yep. and benefits as a business person. And that was just yeah. not a risk I was willing to uh, assume. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. When you're yes. alone with somebody, I mean, like, who knows? Like if she's married or something, her husband might not like it, you know? 
Yeah. You might be yeah. Well, especially since I'm like really good looking and I have a lot of muscles. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes it like intimidating for a lot of other men. <laughs> oh man. So what are you working on, dude? I know that last time we spoke, you, you, you've, you've been like murmuring that you want to start a podcast or like a YouTube channel. When are you going to get around to it, bro? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working. You should on write it. a book. I don't want to write a book. I mean, I've, I've thought about it, but it's like so much work, you know, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Unless well, someone it wouldn't be a passion trust. project for you. Well, I don't know. I just feel like it. I, I like stuff that has a quick turnaround, you know, like that's why I like writing news articles. I love writing op-eds and like the idea of running a podcast is fine to me because it's uh, you know, it's something I can just do on the whim, right? I can make one one episode. And speaking of podcasts, I do have a podcast. It's just we need to record more episodes. I'm uh, doing it with Charles Adams. He has a radio show in uh, in Texas. So I, I am doing a podcast. I just need to make more episodes. I'll probably record a few episodes later today. Need to get back on that one. But uh, is it solo or do you have guests? Uh, it's just solo. It's just two of us. It's just two of us. We just talk about the news. It's a short one. You know, it's not like a two hours long or anything. It's more like we will record like uh, three hours worth of it and then, um, split it up into like five episodes, you know, so it's its own thing. Yeah. Oh, talk about different cool. topics. Yeah. So that's the, really uh, cool. Format. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what I should do next with this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm open to any suggestions, but I, I've really enjoyed having, like, frankly, the coolest part about doing this podcast is getting to meet and hang out with people like you, like people that I would normally like to yeah. follow, but then like mm-hmm. be totally irrelevant. So I would never get the engagement, you know? And that yeah, was like right. one of the main motivators is like, all right, if I get big enough, maybe, you know, yeah. I can develop rapport with some of these people that I admire or, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so that's been the coolest part, but I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what to do next to take it to the next level, you know? Mm-hmm. Make so maybe I should just... I should just start doing it like in the nude. Maybe I was thinking about hosting on OnlyFans. <laughs> don't do that. That's gross. Uh, <laughs> well, I would just do it regular, but it'd be on OnlyFans. Yeah, but Why don't not? do that. Yeah, no, OnlyFans is terrible. It's 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 uh like I I've so much like even if even if a person were to use OnlyFans without all of the you know the connotations that it's involved in sex work and all, don't give that company money. It's a bad fucking company. They exploit women. Yeah. You know, like they totally do. To and there's that. a lot of women that get their accounts faked. We had a yeah. close friend that had a, somebody made a fake account on OnlyFans like today. Wow. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you should report it and deal with it. And like everybody you know yeah. knows it's not really you. So there's it's not that big of a deal, but it's just gross. It's so humiliating. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. you have to deal with that at all. It's shitty. And, you know, I, I get irritated at, at, at people who promote sex work in general. You know, I think, what the fuck? Why are we exploiting young women? I mean, like, people are like, oh, but they're adults. They can choose to do for themselves what they want to do with their own bodies, blah, 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 blah. It's like, do you realize that the people being groomed into starting OnlyFans are like 16? They're literally 16 years old and saying, I can't wait until I'm 18 to start an OnlyFans. And then all their fucking simps are like, yas, queen. Like, are you kidding? That's a child. What the hell? You know, like. It's sick. It's sick. It's it's this whole hookup culture. I hate it. You know, it's disgusting that everyone like hookup culture was bad enough as it is, like because everybody's like a hookup, a potential hookup. And that's, you know, it's they're adults. It's fine. But nowadays, you know, people don't say, hey, I want to see your nudes. I don't want to, you know, I, I want to see your tits. They don't say that anymore. They're like, do you have an OnlyFans? You should make an OnlyFans. Like they don't, you know, they just can't come out and say, I want to see your tits. They say, do you have an OnlyFans? I think you should make one. Look. Really? How is that even okay? Is it acceptable? Like, can you imagine, you know, someone walking up to your mom and being like, I want to see you be a fucking prostitute. Whore yourself for me, bitch. You know, like, <laughs> bro, like, what the fuck? Well, I got a daughter. She just turned one. 
And I'm freaking out about that stuff. Like, yeah. you know, how, how do we worst. like, how do we manage, you know, access to like a phone and the internet so that she's not like a, uh, like, a, sh- well, yeah, Banner but I don't, we don't want to make her a we- the weird kid. So there's like a balance like she, there, right? She should be the weird kid. The weird kids are the smart ones. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But then they turn, then they wind up being just like Zuckerberg. <laughs> That's good. I mean, maybe your kid's going to be the next billionaire, you know, the metaverse billionaire. Hey, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. But I mean, have you seen him drink a glass of water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so weird. It's he so is weird. You, like, with, you know, yeah, with Trump, I get it. You know, he drinks like he's an old man. You know, so he has a silk tie, like silk tie. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> but uh, did you ever see the speech Burke. he did at the rally where he was explaining why he drinks his water like that? No. What do you say? Oh, dude, it was so funny. It was like a rally like the day after he was getting like railed in the media for how he drinks water. Uh-huh. And he did a rally. It was during the campaign. And he's like, he's like, listen, these are silk ties. They're very expensive. You get a little <laughs> water on them. They're never the same. No matter what you do, dry clean them. They're never the same. He's like, and then he takes a drink with one hand. He's like, see, I could do it. And he threw the glass, you know, and it was, just, it was funny. He, comp- he compensated for it, but it's just, it's just one of those things, man. I think it's, that makes sense. Actually. I actually buy that. And I buy that reason. You know, it may be a joke or something, but I wear silk ties sometimes. And it's like, yeah, you don't want to damage it. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, it's, it's and, and if you know you're, you're being photographed every three seconds, yeah, like, in, and they're always looking for a reason to make fun of you. You don't want shit yeah. all over your tie, right? <laughs> so yeah, you can be real careful, and that's why he eats pizza and hot dogs and burgers with a knife and fork. He doesn't want to spill yeah. it all over himself. Yeah, it's very simple. It's pretty straightforward. Like you know, that's the reason it's practical to eat it with a knife and fork versus you know holding it like a like a like a bum. Yep. Yep. You're, you're, I think we got to the bottom of it. I think we have solved the depths of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, he's, he's, a just, he's very, he's very practical, conservative, doesn't like to make <laughs> <Yep>. a mess. <laughs> so you think he's going to run in 24? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh God. He's going to lose. Damn Who's it. He's going to lose to though. Biden, you know, people hate him more than they like Biden. That's the issue. Yeah. Yeah. People That's voted. People didn't vote for Biden. They voted against Trump. Exactly. Who, yeah, do you think he'll win the primary? Well, hopefully not. I hope DeSantis wins. I hope DeSantis runs against him. You know, I mean, if it's somebody else, that he's probably going to win. And then, and if that were to happen, I will support Trump. <laughs> yeah, I'll support him in the general, of course. Yeah, I'll support him in but, general if he wins the primary. Yeah, but I don't want him to run. You know, like I just don't. Every once in a while, see, I'm a, I'm a pro-Trump guy. I voted for him both times, but yeah, um, you know, every once in a while, I I I, I post a tweet that's. Um, antagonistic toward trump because i have yeah, those feelings get mad and i need to yeah, for that. It, it, yeah and i have to filter like out him. like the followers i have that are just like kind of blind cult following type yeah and yep. yeah at least I, followers I like I, every time i like him too i like him too I but he him. really blew I love it him. He's, a, he's a great guy you know like I, I love trump he's awesome but i don't want him to run because i don't think he'll win well That's and i just issue. want him to stop bitching about 2020 i know like, like it's like move on guy you know like we know you got ripped off we know we know we know yeah, well, and he could he could totally change the narrative to hey we need to yep. we need to beat them so badly that there's yep. no doubt, you know, and yep. that would be in, that would be like an empowering thing. But I don't know. It would I, be. I like him. He'll figure it out. That's but I, as long as he surrounds himself with good people, you know. Yeah, I mean, like people are mad at him right now because he endorsed Morgan Ortega's instead of uh, uh, Starbucks. Robbie Starbucks. Yeah, Robbie Starbucks has obviously been a much longer supporter of Donald Trump. He's not an establishment. He's person. been running for yeah. a year. Yeah, he's been there. He has been quite vocal about it. What the hell, Donald? You know, what the hell? I mean, I I don't know. 
I guess. I mean, it's not like I dislike Morgan. I think she's fine, right? I, I see that some sure. people are attacking her personally. And it's like, guys, you don't know her, you know? Uh, right. But uh, to my understanding, I think Sep Gorka talked to Donald Trump today and informed him about Robbie, and he said that everything's good. So who knows? He might put out a You're thing. the second person that told me that today, but like who who retracts a, an endorsement? That's like so That's... shitty. <laughs> I guess, I mean, uh, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess Morgan could just run for a different district. Yeah. Why not? Right? Well, no, because the way the election laws are, you have to live in the in the district for a minimum amount of, amount of time. So she uh, wouldn't be able to move fast enough. But right. Robbie's been, and it's a tough district. I lived in that district when I lived in Nashville. It's in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. And oh. it's uh, been it's been a Cooper district. I know the districts have been redrawn. I haven't looked at the map. But that's a tough district for any Republican. And the fact that Robbie went there with like not a dime and just determined yep. is badass. And yeah, he should he, be winning. Fuck. Yeah. He's got and he's so smart. People. He's so he is, smart. Yeah. I like he's not guy. a dumb like fuck. No, he's yeah. not. Yeah. I've talked to him a bunch of times. Yeah. You should have him yeah. on the show. Have I you? did, man. I had him once. Yep. Right, yep. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We, we text every once in a while. We're, we have good rapport. My yeah, one of my best friends in my neighborhood actually did his hair at his wedding. It was just like a crazy small world coincidence that, nice. <laughs> that the guy that cuts my hair cut Robbie's hair for his wedding. And so uh, <laughs> it's just like a weird small small world thing. But mm-hmm. yeah. I like Robbie a lot. Um, Me too. And yeah. I, I'm excited I to, to see win. what he does in the future. I hope he wins. I hope he wins. But who yeah. knows? It's it's a, it's a rough district. I mean, it's Democrats, you know, Democrat controlled. It's a blue area. Nashville's a blue area. You know, all cities are. It's hard. It's going to be hard. Why is it that the cities are blue? Uh, there is a good explanation for that. I think Ben Shapiro even explained why that is. It's a historical thing, but it's the way that the Democrats cater to uh, urban policies. They really mm-hmm. listen to the people there and cater to their needs. And the people that they get living in these cities are usually transplants. They're not people who are born in these cities. They move there. And so uh, their their needs tend to be quite different from people who live in, say, uh, suburbs or uh, rural areas, which are, you know, predominantly red. So it's just that their needs are a, a bit different. And Democrats are just better about it. They're better about, you know, schools, for example. They know how the system works and they know how to enforce their rule, really. I mean, that's another thing is they have... Uh, a machine in each of these cities they have a machine going you know that determines who get who runs and who wins and who gets support and 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 they work together with these uh like let's say just you know just to set an example in in school districts for instance many of them are run by 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 democrats and the reason why is because they know how to get things done if you're a republican and you run on a policy of say anti-crt by the time you step into office uh do you know what you're doing? Do you know how to get the school funded? Do you know that, you know, can you ensure that these schools have electricity, that there's enough school books, that there's enough chairs, food, etc.? They don't know anything, right? That's what they get voted out. When a Republican steps in, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Whereas uh, you get these social workers running for these positions. They are basically trained to know how the system works. And they have friends within, you know, the contractors uh, and all these different companies, you know, let's say uh, food suppliers. They're friends with them, so they get things done very easily. They just contract it with the school versus, you know, the contracting company, and and everything's hunky dory. Whereas you're a Republican, you're like an outsider. Good luck, you know. No one's gonna yeah. hold your hand and tell you what to do or who to talk to. Well, and and the the operations of government are very counterintuitive for like an entrepreneurial or conservative minded person. I yep. know this from experience because my first job out of college, um, I was uh, developing for my boss a um, 
a smartphone application uh, that mm-hmm. was a, it was a carpool app basically. So the yeah. idea was everybody would get the app, and then uh, we would reju- re- reduce congestion, traffic congestion by pairing people together who had like the same route every day, commuters right yeah. into the city. Um, yeah. And I had to work with the government a lot, like go to the metropolitan, the metro uh, uh, transit authority meetings, and, and try to get grants and, and like figure this out. And when we ran the numbers, it was like, oh my god, the amount of money that the city is spending just on running the buses, which are yeah. very poorly occupied. Like no one rides the bus in the United States. Okay. Yeah, right. Like ever. The junk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> in movies. Ever, but yeah. like the amount of money that they were spending per like public transit commuter was enough to like lease, lease them a luxury car. Like we could have just <laughs> shut down all the buses and bought everybody a BMW. Same. Yeah, wow. you know, and it's like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Like, and so for, yeah. and, and I think that's why conservatives don't get involved in this shit because they're like, you know what? I'm going to start a business and I'm going to like, mm-hmm. I'm going to run it efficiently and I'm going to make money and you guys yeah. can just fuck this up, whatever. But it, it comes to a point where they fuck it up so badly that you can't ignore it. Right. Yeah. That like Los Angeles is a pretty good example, right? They, the, the trains, the trains there are so, uh, like, so you have uh, what's in the Pacific Union, right? They're the train company, and, and they're not at fault, but uh, their trains are being hijacked every single day. There's not enough policing, first of all, and even when there is police, there is no one. You know, no one is being charged for crimes because of the whole defund the police movement, and uh, there's no one to clean up all the garbage either. So uh, as a result of that, trains are derailing and stuff is getting stolen. And then the whole place looks like, like it's worse than a third world country where Gavin Newsom, when he shows up and, and does a photo op to clean up the place, uh, he makes a comment about how these gangs of, uh, you know, organized uh, individuals are stealing things. And he even apologizes to saying the word gangs because uh, he's uh, afraid that he might offend some of his uh, uh, the people who, who, who don't donate to him. That's insane. Like yeah. it's so inefficient. Yeah, I it it's crazy. It, it, everybody thinks that Gavin cheated to win the recall election, but what really happened is all the Republicans just moved out of the state. Yeah, pretty much a hundred thousand of them. I did. I was a Republican yeah. that lived there and moved out. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of leftists moved in. That's a thing that people don't talk about. It's like, yeah, you have a net loss of hundred, two hundred thousand people leaving in one year, and you know, even longer than that, probably like five hundred k. But what they don't tell you is that a whole bunch of uh, left-leaning people moved into the city or state. Right, right. Yeah. And that's that's, that's one of the things. I'm I'm totally anti-illegal immigration. I'm pro-immigration, but anti-illegal immigration. By, so don't yeah. take don't take this the wrong way as like a po- being apologetic or, or anything toward illegal immigrants. But it doesn't really mm-hmm. bother me that much because when the illegal immigrants flood into California, it has no impact on the electoral college. So it's like, all right, let's yeah. say they all vote Democrat. It's like it's not going to make a difference in a single presidential election. The only problem no, it yeah. is – the only problem with it is that the the greater the population is in these states, the more representatives they have in Congress. So yeah. I could see that you know it's it's highly likely that California like New York. has disproportionate disproportionate representation in in Congress due to illegal immigrants that that aren't aren't classified as illegal in the census. It's the same thing as uh, New York City, right? They recently made it legal for uh, undocumented migrants to vote, and uh, uh, you know citizens actually, not migrants necessarily, but. Since the you know the state allows uh, illegal immigrants to get a, a driver's license, they are able to vote in local elections. It's crazy. So let me ask you this: what are, what are your thoughts on public education in general? Do you think that that it's it's a service the government should provide? Uh, yeah, I, I do, but it has to be done in a way that is completely nationalistic. It has to be pro-government. Yeah, 
pro government, pro society, pro, pro, you know? pro nation rather than not, not nation, yeah. pro government, not right, government, right. yeah, yeah, fuck the government, right? Patriotic, like pro nation, yeah. patriotic education, you know, like uh, Trump had a pretty good idea of the whole 1776 initiative that he was launching when he was president, and if he had you know, stayed as president, I think we would be seeing that right now where schools would be upturned, you know, overturned and and seeing this uh, whole process. But right now, I mean, that's not, clearly not happening. Biden's in charge and Biden's the one promoting CRT. So, I mean, ideally that would be the case, but I think right now it's, uh, and maybe this is the best outcome, right? Maybe it's, uh, it, it's not up to the president to do these sorts of things, but it's up to the states, right? Where mm. uh, Virginia and Florida are I would say leading the way on this uh, when it comes to patriotic education, where uh, both states have uh, banned critical race theory. They've banned any sort of uh, education that, you know, uh, sort of coerces students into thinking that their race is bad. Uh, anything that makes you like, you know, like some Democrats are posted, they're like, oh, it's about not making white men feel bad. Well, that's not what the law says. The law just says that you cannot coerce someone into uh, feeling bad about a race, right? It could be any race. You don't feel bad about being Asian or white or Hispanic, anything. So I think that's a good move. Um, I think that uh, Youngkin did a really brilliant thing is that he created a new position in the Florida uh, government. It's a, it's a Virginia a, government. Virginia, sorry, not Florida. Yeah, Virginia government where he, it's something about a DEI, you know, diversity, equity, and uh, inclusivity. He even calls right. it that. It's like a DEI position that is basically a kind of ombudsman to uh, ensure that no school is teaching CRT. That's fucking smart. And it's also uh, uh, he he will uh, this this person you know who has this position, as well as uh, probably you know their own uh, agency or department of their of their own that they run, will ensure that uh, that schools are t are are, are pro life. That's amazing. Like that's how you do it. You know, like I'm not really uh, you know on the. I don't really feel strongly about either being pro-life or pro-choice, but I think that this is a great way for conservatives to fight back is we need to stop reacting to what the left does. We need to be the ones pushing the boundaries. We need to be the ones pushing the Overton window back to the, to the, to the right. That's what we need yeah. to do. Can just I, struggle, I struggle with the pro-life thing because I, I personally am pro-life in terms of my own conduct and my own life and how I yeah, behave. Me too, yeah. Yeah, but it's about our people. And and I believe that, you know, if you believe that a fetus has human rights, then naturally yep. it follows that the, it is the government's duty to protect that that human yep. being's life, or rights if, rather. If, if a pregnant woman is shot and killed, uh, it it's comes to murder. murders. Right, right. Yeah. And so so that's 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 the pro-life argument. I think it's a pretty solid argument. So I, I kind of lean yep. that way, but but I also respect the fact that determining whether or not you believe that a fetus is a human being is a matter of faith. Yeah. Right. And I feel very uncomfortable with imposing my faith on other people. Yeah. And, right. you know, you could take that argument to the extreme and say, all right, well, you know, mm -hmm. all of John Locke's arguments that are the foundation, the philosophical foundation of private property rights are dependent on the notion that a God created us. So, yeah. You could say that if you're going to argue for private property rights, you're actually arguing for your faith to be mm -hmm. imposed on the entire society in the same in the same the same way. And I would yeah. never ever step back from arguing in favor of private property rights. And so, yeah, right. you know, there might be a little bit of an inconsistency in my thinking there, but it's 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 a mm -hmm. challenging issue because, like, on the one hand, it's like I believe that's a human being and it has rights, and that it's terrible to murder it. But on the other hand, of it's course. like, but but it's but I you have to have the humility to be like, all right, but maybe like. Just because I believe it's a human being doesn't mean that it actually is. And do I have to respect that person's rights, your mm -hmm. that that person's 
right to disagree i don't know man it's challenge there's just it's no easy answer if there's an easy answer we would have solved it i yeah. guess right yeah right yeah wouldn't be uh, having this conversation talking about it all the time right roe v wade wouldn't be a, a conversation that's brought up every day yeah so ultimately i don't know what the solution is i think that maybe the solution is not even based on rights but rather what is good for society you know a utilitarian approach like what is the best thing for society Clearly, you know, and if we're just looking at it from a utilitarian perspective, uh, Elon Musk is right. There is going to be a birth decline. It's not going to be a, a boom. It's not going to be overpopulation. This, you know, this idea that the world is getting overpopulated is based on, you know, misconception uh, of right. data, right? Like it's misunderstanding uh, things. It's it's based on the 18th century. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Malthus. Yeah, yeah. It's Malthusian. Yeah, Malthusian. Yeah. yeah, it's Methuselah philosophy and it's nonsense. It's, you know, it's, it's this, this idea that we won't be able to feed, you know, a, hundred, a million people because it's not a food. But it's nonsense. Just build more farms, you know. <laughs> so right. clearly, the, you know, the utilitarian perspective would say that, you know, from, from a utilitarian perspective, I would say that a pro-life uh, argument is the more valid one because we do need to stop the human race from going extinct because we will and we're probably already there if you look at china uh we are on the decline we are on the decline and eventually we're going to reach a point where <coughs> there's just not going to be enough manpower to keep society functioning and that will be a collapse point it literally is a collapse point it, and that when that happens if there's not enough machines uh or people to operate the machines society collapses upon itself it's like a house of cards it's dangerous we cannot right. let that happen yeah and if yeah i saw jordan peterson speak it. yesterday uh, in here in austin yeah. and he was talking about that he's like listen the planet can sustain at least nine billion people he's like yeah. we're totally fine we're gonna have a shortage he said all the same stuff that you just said and and ultimately you know i think like if you if you look at the history of how nations decline uh, like the Roman Empire in particular, like the, there's there's a correlation between like the 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 moral decay and the actual like overall decay of of the yeah. society, the the loss of power, and yeah. and you know I think that maybe the correct answer to this whole pro life thing is just you know I like the utilitarian utilitarian point that you were making, like hey like we need people, so let's just you know enforce that. But I think that the the, the most practical response is you know we're Americans and we just don't do that. Like we just don't do abortions. Like it's just not our culture. We're not the type right. of people, yeah. regardless of whether you have the right to do it or not. Mm -hmm. We're just not the type of people who would do that. Cool babies. Yeah. Unfortunately, abortion was like, well, modern abortion was invented in America. Thank you, Margaret Sanger. Uh, people were, people were terminating their pregnancies in their own way for millennia. They were, yeah. She made it, she made it an industry though. Let's be honest. She made it a complete industry, and uh, she did so on very racist reasons. Because her idea was uh, was that she didn't want black people overpopulate, because she saw them right. as a burden. Not because she hates black people. I don't think she was that kind of racist. You know, she's not a murderer. Well, unless she's she like, why do why do we want more poor people? That was kind of her mentality. Yeah, yeah, and also like uh, we have to end up supporting them anyway. So why not you know support fewer of them? It just makes more sense. It's very you know practical, right? She's a very pragmatic person. Um, yeah but yeah i mean that, that was her perspective i wanted to ask you what you thought about this because i've been toying with this quite a bit lately like, a lot of times you hear people on the right saying you know politics is downstream from culture right and it's yeah, true I, but I it's also like it's also one of those things it's like yeah but it's like so what are you gonna fucking do about it like all right well, what's your idea don't care about it that's the issue right conservatives oh. ignore culture that's right. a big problem and so just make fun of netflix instead of saying hey 
why don't we try to get more conservative shows on Netflix? They're like, oh, Netflix will make you dumb. You should go to the gym. Fuck you. Right. Right. Fuck you. You know, like, well, fuck those people. Like, go to the gym. The fuck is going to a gym going to do? How are you going to win culture by going to the fucking gym? Your kids are not going to the gym. Your kids are watching fucking Netflix. God, I hate people. You know, I really hate people. It's like, go to the gym. Yeah, okay. And what about your kids? How are you going to relate to your kids? Your kids are watching Star Wars. They're playing Call of Duty with the they-them pronouns because it promotes that nowadays. And and meanwhile, you know, conservative influencers on YouTube are lying to you. They're, they're telling you things like, oh, get woke, go broke. Those games are not selling very well. Well, that's a fucking lie. They're selling really, really well because guess what? Gamers don't care about this stuff. Gamers just want to play video games. But slowly but surely, they are being indoctrinated into becoming progressives because nothing is stopping them, you know, from, from injecting this sort of stuff into video games. So, yeah, the games are fun. They're not selling poorly. They're selling really well. And conservatives just don't give a shit. That's the problem. That's the issue. We need to assert ourselves in, you know, in art. Like, I look at the Daily Wire and I see them as getting it. Like, they're making movies of their own. It's fantastic. Joe Rogan and it was is good. not a conservative, but you know, he's part of that, you know, that cultural push. We need that. I don't want everybody to be Republican or conservative. I just want people to to earnestly try to yep. discover the truth. And yep. that's why I love Joe Rogan. Like I don't I don't he mm-hmm. endorsed Bernie Sanders. I don't like Bernie Sanders for a long time. <laughs> he brought like up Uni- Yeah, for a long time he brought up universal basic income in like every episode. There was a whole stretch where he did that. And I don't agree yeah. with universal basic Pretty income. Cringe. But yeah. it doesn't bother me when when Rogan says it, because I yep. know he doesn't have an agenda and he's just yep. trying to figure this shit out like everybody else. Right. Exactly. It, 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 I didn't, yep. it didn't even, it didn't even phase me, man. The problem isn't people mm-hmm. that I disagree with. It's fucking liars trying to exploit me. Like, like yep. when you have the AOCs that are taking pictures, you know, where they're posing crying outside of a fence of like some yep. fucking border security place. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you, right? And even Ted yeah, Cruz, right. right? Like he goes down there to visit the center so he can be photographed at the center. And like I get it, like make an appearance. It's Texas. It's a border state. But like yeah, you right. physically being there doesn't mean shit, right? Like, yeah. like you, you're a senator. People did th- – I mean he did that because he got blasted for the whole Cancun thing, you know? Right. Like – People were like, "Oh, why aren't you caring about the uh, the the people who have no electricity in in Texas or whatever?" And it's like, "What's he supposed to do? He's a fucking senator. He's not. He doesn't work for the power company. He can't do anything. He doesn't even he work, doesn't for, work the for the state." The yeah, like what the hell? And people like slamming him for it. So I guess you know he has to play up appearances. So now he has to go and do every fucking border thing. You know, I, I yeah. don't blame him for that. He just has to play the game. I mean, he knows it's pointless. I know it's pointless. Everybody knows it's pointless. But it's like optics. Optics matter." unfortunately yeah yeah i know but there's just there's there's only so long it it seems to me like there's only so long where you can play that game before it consumes you you know like before you become the swamp yeah yeah aoc is the swamp now i mean she ran on a campaign of i'm fighting the swamp you know not those exact words but that was her idea right she's a bartender an outsider progressive not a mainstream liberal you know and and look at where she is now i mean she's bought and paid for Literally bought well, and paid for. Why do you think she cried about the uh, Israel vote? Why do you think she was breaking down? Do you remember when she voted present? Yeah. She couldn't decide whether or not to choose Palestine or Israel. <laughs> I think that's optics. I think that's just, you know. She's she think she's fake crying? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's a good crier, you know. She's a fake fucking wow. crier. She's Dude, a fake I fucking crier. There's no fucking way I could fake cry in a situation that, like yeah. that. But can you imagine it by like, trying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like how, how would you even start like you put salt I'd in probably, your eyes 
Uh, yeah, salt in your eyes would be a good way to start. You know, like put a lot of salt in your eyes and then just just rub your hands. You know, and then you know do this, and you got salt in your fingers, and then just rub it in your eye, and and it just starts to starts the process. Yeah. Oh my God! It's like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like trying to figure out how to fake cry, like on C-SPAN. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you gotta lick your palms. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's what she does, right? I mean, she's a she's a she's all about the optics, and you know, she fucks up too, right? When she went to Florida with her with her husband, that was bad. It's her boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Her white boyfriend. They all they all date white people for some reason. Hmm, that's really weird. You know, they, they love talking about race and how white men are bad, but each of them dates a white man. Ilhan Omar, white man, you know, like, come on. But she also married her brother. Yeah, but it wasn't a real marriage. It was a sham to, for uh, immigration fraud. You don't think they so, made out a little bit? Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> People like that. It's just immigration fraud. This is literally immigration fraud. The brother's gay, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so is like everybody today, these days. Yeah. I know. He's Just like, except yeah, he's you like, and me. Yeah, except you and me. <laughs> well, the yeah, last straight man. The, the last, last of the straights. Yeah. Like, it's like the yeah. last of the Mohicans, but it's just like the last straight guy. That'd be hilarious. That'd be a hilarious yeah. spoof. And we don't have a Manosphere podcast, you know, so people can't just call us out and be like, oh, yeah, you're probably faking it. You know You know what I mean? Being fake straight? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's these fucking Manosphere people. Like, they're all fake straight. You know? And, like What's they, Manosphere? They look, the fucking Manosphere. Like, they teach you how to be a man. You know, they're like, oh, this is how a manly like, man is. A like manly the Jack Murphys and shit? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like they're f- fucking frauds, dude. Like, yeah. you heard about what happened to him, right? Yeah, I know. I know what happened. They you found all what, of yeah. his porn. Yeah, from when he was broke. <laughs> and it was... Uh, broke, he wasn't broke. He was allegedly broke. Allegedly he alleges broke, he was yeah. broke. Yeah, and know. it was like, it was it was very not masculine. No. <laughs> so I heard, I didn't see any of it, but I, heard I watched about it, it but... because it was on my fucking timeline. I, did, I, I didn't want to see it. And I was like, oh, damn it. Really? Now I, this is like seared into my goddamn skull. I don't even then, dislike the guy. Man, I don't dislike I don't, yeah, I don't know the guy. Had, so I don't want to talk any friends. shit about him. I don't know yeah, the guy. He was going to come on the podcast. But yeah, it's like, I don't mind him. And some of the stuff he was saying was all right. But like, you know, listening back at some of the other stuff that he said, and I'm not talking about the porn stuff, right? I'm talking about like the, the, the way he was talking about women was like that's actually very misogynistic up, yeah very misogynistic yeah, that article yeah. he wrote about the rape Ugh, where he's yeah, like, like you yeah. should rape women yeah. did you that see that article like a, i saw that yeah it's like a fantasy type thing you know where he's like he's you know like i think he clarifies even in the article is not really talking about rape rape but you know it's like really dude it's it sounds like coercion to me yeah it's, it's yeah. Like, what the fuck even if it's a fantasy thing it's like this is not something you want to post on the internet or anywhere, really, you know? Right. Like keeping your brain, keeping your fucked up brain, you know? Like, a lot of people have fucked up thoughts. We don't put it out there. Like, you just don't. Well, everybody's, everybody's sexual preferences, there's got to be something that's embarrassing. Everyone's got to have at least, like, one thing that's embarrassing, right? So we have to just know yeah. that. Yeah. But it's one not thing to, like... It. Keep it inside. Yeah. Keep yeah. it inside. Be like yeah. the Catholics, you know? Like they keep that shit inside for hundreds right, of years. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Right, like, and it all yeah, comes like, spilling out, and everyone's like, "Oh, really? That what that was what's happening?" And they're yeah, like, yeah, everybody knew. No soldiers got post traumatic stress disorder until Vietnam. Like, mm. <laughs> you know, just keep it <laughs> in, right. man. Yeah, keep it in. Shell you know, shock. Bottle it up. Bottle it up. Bottle it the did fuck you, up. Did you see that? Um, did you ever see that George Carlin bit about shell shock? Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, so, it's so yeah. good. It's so classic. classic. But yeah there's a part of me that's like you know like i almost tweeted this but i didn't a couple of weeks ago something to the effect of listen it's okay to be a man and have emotions and be sensitive just 
don't fucking talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> like, I agree 100%. Like, you know, like people are getting mad at Matt Walsh because he talks about depression, right? Like he's like, yeah. it's not a real thing. He's not saying it's like that, that people don't experience it, but it's the way that we fucking coddle these people, you know? Like nowadays, you know, you get sad. Let's say your fucking dog dies. Of course, it's going to make you sad. It's going to make you depressed. You're going to miss your fucking dog, right? And instead of just like dealing with your emotions, with your sadness and going through the, uh, you know, the whole motion of like of loss as like a normal person. Now we medicate it. We're like, oh, here's a pill to make you not feel sad about your dog, your dead dog. It doesn't even work. No, it doesn't work. It makes you a zombie. If anything, you're like still sad, but you're like dysfunctional at the same time. What the fuck? And you're going to therapy for your stupid dog. Are you kidding? Like everybody has a fucking therapist, dude. What the fuck is the deal with that? I don't get it. I don't need a therapist. Like, what that's the what f- your well, best friends are for. Yeah. You just have your fucking best friend. Yeah, you go through something traumatic. I get it. You see a therapist, but like, mm-hmm. there are people that see a therapist every week yep. religiously for years and years and years. <laughs> it's and like years. such a fucking yuppie thing, you know. It's, and they're not even like, medicated. They just need like need someone to talk to. This is like some yeah. like uh, well, this is like friends. some uh, Betty fucking Draper friends. shit. Yeah, that's right. what your friends are for, right? Yeah, like, yeah, they, they all act like the Betty Draper. They're all living that fucking life where, you know, everybody's like a character in the fucking Sopranos or something. What the yeah. hell? Like, oh, I need a therapist. No, you don't. Fucking talk to your friends. Go, go have a beer with them. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know, you need a therapist. <laughs> Can you imagine? Nobody won a war by seeing a therapist, man. I never had a therapist. I had a, I had a, I had a psychologist who gave me medication for some yeah. stuff. And like, that didn't really work out. And then eventually I was like, you're, she's like, you're cured. You're not depressed anymore. Good job. I'm like, okay. You beat it. Yeah, you beat it. You can beat it. Like a lot of people, they just don't want to beat it. They, it's like a lifestyle. So do, do like, you think that you were clinically depressed or were you just going through something? Uh, definitely clinically depressed because it just came on, you know. But I mean, yeah. definitely exacerbated by life itself, you know. It didn't really – like I had a job and everything was okay. But like it didn't have like any upward mobility. So it definitely was adding to it. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's like a combination of clinical depression. You know, I was young and, uh, and, and, and the job thing. But – I got better, you know. I got better. So, what like, she zap you? Did your therapist zap you with Zoloft? No, uh, no, not Zoloft. It was Lexapro. You know, the one that makes did it your work? Dick not work. Yeah, it makes a dick not work. <laughs> so your dick stopped working, but you were happy as a clam. Uh, no, I wasn't happy. Sounds like the great work. reset. It honestly, it honestly didn't fucking work. It was just your garbage. dick won't work, but you won't even want to have sex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just makes you like a, like a zombie, right? And and I mean, like it 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 stops you from feeling too bad, right? That's what it does. That's literally the only thing it does. It's like, you know, when you're when you're clinically depressed, it's like, you know, there is that level of depression and then there's an extra level of depression where, you know, you're, you're having really bleak thoughts. That's all it stops, right? It really, it stops that, but everything else is on you. You have to, you know, you have to exercise. You have to improve your life. Like it's all on you in the end to improve it. And then when you do improve yourself, you can just get off of the thing. You cannot use it as a crutch. A lot of people use that for years and years and years, and then they're curious as to why their life hasn't improved. And when they get off of it, nothing's changed because they haven't done anything to improve themselves. That's their fault. Because they've, they've yeah. medicated themselves into content? Yeah, basically, yeah. Or medicated themselves to the point where they've just like given up. You know, It's, it's kind of like... It, you got to think of it as a crutch, right? When Let's say you break your leg. You, you have a crutch for, say, a month. And you're walking with the crutch in order to for your leg to heal. But by the time your leg is healed, you got to take off the crutch. Otherwise, you're gonna you know walk with a fucking gimp leg for the rest of your life because it's not gonna heal properly. But they don't do that. They just stay on the crutch, and, and you know for the rest of their lives, they'll be on that stupid crutch where they're so dependent on it that nothing changes. Their leg hasn't healed, and clearly, you know, in in the case of uh, uh, depression, their depression 
hasn't healed, hasn't gone away because they're so dependent on this thing. It's one medication after the other. Well, the thing that really scares me about the whole, just the whole field of psychiatry is, yeah. is how incredibly dangerous it is to see the wrong person. Mm-hmm. see the wrong therapist right and yeah. like this is it's a very new field i mean we're talking like 100 years old maybe 120 years old even max. less like that i mean if we're like, talking about like the current generation going back to like freud so like this is yeah. not like a, a super substantiated field nope. a lot of it's very it's theoretical yep. you can't do any you can't do any controlled studies on yep. you know i'm going to treat this patient patient this way and then i'm going to reset that and treat that same patient a different way yeah. there's no there's no way to do a control on an individual right and so right, yeah so no it, it just seems like the, the amount of harm that could be done by mm-hmm. someone who is not knowing what they're doing and poking around in your in your head is yep. is really really high risk situation that's it's, why I've, i'm reluctant about it kids. it's really bad for kids i mean with adults you know we can make up our own decisions we can decide if the doctor's full of shit right if we're right. smart enough uh but with kids, it's like, you know, now you have kids who are confused about who they are, about their identities, they're going through puberty. Uh, they may have autism. You know, many of them are on the autism spectrum. And uh, they're, they're going to these, uh, these quacks who are telling them, oh, the reason you're feeling this way is because you need to actually get your dick chopped off, you know? And they'll say, Makes oh, let's, let's see how you feel uh, if we change your, uh, the way we refer to you. Instead of calling you a he or a boy, uh, how do you feel if I call you sweetie? You know, like they'll say the stuff like that. And they'll, the, the kid, you know, se- sensing that he, uh, is a boy, is getting the attention that he has always wanted, you know, decides that, oh, yeah, being a girl makes more sense to me now. And all these doctors and these teachers are telling them that, uh, that you know, they, the reason they're sad is because they're not living their life properly. That they're living their life in the wrong gender. You know, they're being misled. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just mind boggling that parents just go along with it. You know, parents trust these psychologists and these uh, teachers who are super woke and have a political agenda to tell their kids how to, you know, how to exist, how to be. It's insane. It's really fucking nuts. And part of what's bizarre about it is like, you know, we're raised to respect our teachers and honor them and we're supposed to kind of hold them up. But if you really think about it, it's not a very impressive job no, to be not. to be a grade grade level teacher now there's nothing wrong i'm not trying to discount anyone who's a teacher who loves it whatever but yeah. the point i'm trying to make is you can't do anything teach the point that i'm trying to make is when i was when I, yeah when i was when i was trying when i was growing up i knew yeah. that one day i wanted to make as much money as possible that was something that was important to me my dad was a small business owner i wanted to own a business i do own a business yeah. and these teachers make fifty thousand dollars a year and so if I listen to everything that my teacher tells me to do, I will wind up being a teacher. Yeah, you'll, so, you'll like, end up making you know fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, which is right. Nothing. Like like be, yeah. be careful whose advice you take for you may become right. them. Right? Exactly. It's, yeah. And so like why are well. you why are you relying on these people that you don't want to be like to tell yep. you how to be? Like like, exactly. oh, we should trust the teacher because the teacher sees like a different crop of kids every year. Like, no fucking way. Does that teacher have any idea what the fuck they're talking about with what, what pronoun to use for these fucking kids that are going mm-hmm. like all sorts of hormones? I remember what it was like to be 13. I remember what yep. it was like to go through high school. It sucked. I was yep. sensitive, I was vulnerable, I was like mm-hmm. super into girls, but like totally afraid of rejection. Like it's a confusing yeah. time for any All young person coming of age. You don't yep. come into that environment and just inject, hey, maybe you wish you had tits. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Yeah. And it's just wait till they're 18 and then talk to them about it. Please humor me. Here's the worst thing about it. So uh, most boys are not diagnosed with gender dysphoria, right? Like it's only adult males who are diagnosed with that. For boys, <laughs> they're diagnosed properly with autism spectrum disorder, right? They're ASD. Right. Uh, they have Asperger's or whatever. I, I guess they don't use the term Asperger's anymore. It's now it's all ASD. And it's because autism manifests itself in men and boys much differently than it does in girls, right? In boys, uh, they act autistic, basically, right? They get obsessed with uh, patterns and things like that. Computers, you know, uh, you know, like aut autistic behavior. You, you know, you know what I'm talking about. With girls, it's a bit different. With girls, they are socially inept, but they don't display the social ineptitude that autistic boys do because they are naturally more socialized than men are, boys are, right? Growing up, girls are raised in a slightly different environment to treat it slightly differently than boys are. And that is, right. you know, habituation, right? That That's where uh, acculturation comes in. And that's, you know, the whole nurture versus nature stuff happens. And so when psychologists or whoever, you know, observes a girl who is autistic, they may not necessarily perceive her to be autistic because she's not behaving the way that an autistic boy does. She's behaving differently. She, you know, uh, expresses uh depression for instance uh, because she can't really communicate or reach out or you know express herself in a way that other girls can she doesn't fit in she doesn't feel like she fits in and you know autistic kids who don't fit in will try to do anything to fit in or they will try to um especially girls mature faster than boys so they're naturally uh you know going to be more intelligent than boys of their age and so they will look for ways to fit in um, you know, to stand out. And uh, and one of the ways that they do that to get attention is by uh, you know, presenting themselves. Yeah, or presenting themselves differently, right? And and that's why the psychologists will say that you're actually a boy. They'll right. say you're a boy. That's why you should get your, your, your tits chopped off. You need to be on hormone therapy because you don't feel like a girl. You don't feel like all the other girls who are, you know, going to sleepovers and, and uh, uh, you know, playing with dolls. You prefer to play with computer games. You prefer to read books and study and you don't have any friends and you're bullied in school. Maybe you're a boy, you know? Well, what doesn't make sense to me is, like on the one hand, they say that gender is just a social construct. Yeah. And then they say that your gender identity is an immutable quality. They say you right. were born a boy, but being, mm -hmm. uh, but but how we define and understand what it means to be a boy is just a gender construct. This is the Man Walsh question: What is a woman? Right. What is, right. What is a woman? You know, and and they can't the answer. Question. It. Yeah. <laughs> what is a woman? And and they just they don't have an answer for it. You know, I mean, obviously the obvious answer is that you know it's it's a combination of chromosomes and uh, uh, biological appearances, right? Like that's it. So, did you see my Did you see my tweet uh, a week ago? I'm not just trying to assume that you see all my tweets. No, I, know. I didn't see it. What did during say? during the uh, during the um, the hostage situation in Texas with the Islamist, the extremist, yep. I tweeted. I, I I tweeted. For those of you who don't identify as Islamophobic, why aren't you yourself Muslim? <laughs> It's like an impossible fucking question to answer without sounding Islamophobic. So like oh, one that. person was like, because I believe in Jesus Christ. Oh, so you think Muhammad was a fucking liar? Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like there's no way to answer. It's like, dude, yeah, if you're not Islamophobic, right. then you are Muslim. Yeah. Like that's a Kafka like, trap. It's a Kafka trap. That is literally the definition of that. And uh, feminists use it. 
right? Anti-racists use it. Kendi uses it. He's like, it is not enough to be, you know, in opposition to racism. You have to be anti-racist, right? Oh, you just can't be not racist. You have right. to be anti-racist because are you a racist, right? Like, are you a racist? That's the question. Are you a that feminist? That guy drives me nuts. He, I tweeted yeah. that MLK would have voted for Trump on MLK yeah. Day just to fuck with uh -huh. people. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't have. But. I saw that. Dude, Kenny course tweeted it. It was all pissed it. off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, man. Like, <laughs> I made a variation of it. I made a variation of that one. I, I said something along the lines. I think I, it's because I saw your tweet. I made a variation of it. It's something along the lines of, a, you know, uh, uh, MLK would have hated Donald Trump. He would have hated Biden even more. It's probably true. Yeah, because Biden's a fake liberal racist, you know? He's Why can't we of... just get a Kennedy? Why can't we get another Kennedy, man? I know. Well, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I yearned so long for a Kennedy that I named my daughter Kennedy. That's a good name. Thank you. I appreciate it. But like yeah. he just he was he was, you know, he was a Democrat, but he wasn't like a leftist and he was yeah. anti-communist and he was pro-America and he was against the intelligence community's overreach and the military industrial yeah. complex. I mean, don't get me wrong. He didn't have a perfect presidency. You know, the, the Bay is. of Pigs was a disaster. But Jesus, yeah. man, like what a solid man to lead the country and yeah, bang supermodels yeah. and so this <laughs> and so yeah and so it's like where is that like where is like the charming like hey i got shit under control and you know and obama had a little bit of that like as much as i despise obama at bit, least yeah. he evoked a sense of uh confident like reassurance like you know I, like right. i said i totally oppose obama's policies whatever but when he was in the room he gave off the feeling that everything was going to be all right. He like even if he, yes, he was a he was a pro. That's what it is. Yeah, we don't have pro. pros in politics anymore. No, now you have Biden. You know, Biden is a man that Obama once said that you can. You, you, Biden's the kind of guy that you can trust to fuck things up. You know, like yeah, never does. underestimate Joe Biden's ability to fuck things up. That's what. That's yeah, the, yeah, that's the quote. Yeah, that's the, that's quote. the quote, and it's yeah. true, man. And even when they announced the Affordable Care Act, remember when yeah. when uh, Obama announced that it passed, and yeah. there was a hot mic, and Joe yeah. Biden said, "We fucking did it, man," and that like totally <laughs> took away from the spotlight of like the fact that they passed the ACA. It was like <laughs> Biden said, "We fucking did it." <laughs> An idiot. Uh, he fucks things up. He fucks things up. I mean, like, God, everything. Like, Russia is not going to war, right? It's not. They just want concessions. That's it. I don't think they're going to war either. And Today, I think the, they I came think up the media the, hyped it so that they, they could did. claim later that Biden prevented it. Exactly. Except Biden fucked that up, too. He fucked that up. So they can't even claim that because he wasn't invited to the fucking meeting. <laughs> Like they did a meeting today, right? It was Russia, Ukraine, Germany, and France. Four countries. Ukraine right? Four is countries. literally saying, "What are you guys talking about? That we're not going to get invaded." Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like, why are you, why are you, why are you trying to start a war? What the fuck are you guys doing? Right? They're mad at America. Mad at America. Germany's not getting in on it. Serbia decided. They said that. Well, if, you know, if anything happens, we're pulling out. We're not fucking sending our forces to to, to fight someone else's war. Fuck this. And Serbia's a member of NATO. They're like, yeah, no, we're, we're not fighting here. Sorry. And you can best bet that, you know, no other country wants to join in. Germany didn't want to join in. I don't know why the left is so hellbent on branding Russia as an enemy of the United States. Yeah, it's not know. immediately it's obvious nice. that they are. The Soviet Union collapsed. Mm -hmm. They are anti-communist. I mean, yeah, they might be teaming up with China right now, but it's all, all out of... Uh, because America's We team up with China. We import everything from them. Exactly, yeah. America does that. America does loves doing, you know, American teams are the worst fucking people. The worst fucking people like 
the Houthis? Are you kidding? What the fuck? You know, <laughs> the Saudi Arabia the was Houthis? like, what, what, what? The Houthis are like those terrorists who are like launching missiles at Saudi Arabia, and now they're launching them at UAE, at Dubai. It's insane. Yeah. Crazy things. And they're branded a terrorist organization because that's what they are, right? And uh, Biden, when he stepped into office, first thing he did was he pulled them off a terrorist. They're like, oh, they're not terrorists. You but serious? if you but 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 the domestic terrorism is a tremendous problem. Yeah, tremendous problem. And now he's considering re-adding the Houthis back to the list because they won't stop bombing American bases. Okay. Uh. <sighs> Who do you think is really running the show? It's definitely not him. It's a bunch of fucking millennials, you know. Man, I think, it's the, I think it's the intelligence community just telling them what to do. The, I, I don't think it's a CIA either. I talked to a CIA guy recently, and he was like, "No, it's definitely not a CIA. It's a, it's, the, it's a State Department. It's a clowns of the State Department." You know, the people who've been there for a while, uh, like uh, you know, like all the dudes you see on TV, Net Price, uh, uh, Saki. You know, they're all part of this operation. Yeah, right? Joy Ann Reed. Like these people were were there during Obama's era, and 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 they were the ones who were behind the uh, you know all the foreign adventurism into Syria, right? They're the reason why Obama went to war there. So it's the same fucking people that are running the State Department today that were you know under the Biden administration. These are the people who murdered uh, uh, Libyan the Libyan president, you know, Gaddafi. Gaddafi. Yeah, yeah, he's a good man. He might not have been yeah. the best man, but he's a good man. He, people loved him. Libya was doing better under him than it's doing now. No, they had slavery. I, I still don't under, I don't I still don't understand why we why we unseated him. Do you? I, that was no. I guess he pissed off Hillary or something. Like that's it. Well, he was allegedly like gassing or committing human rights violations he against his own people, but he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. So, None of that. There was no WMDs. There was no evidence of him committing any human rights violations and the people that they sided with that America sided with who gave them the guns to be able to uh, overthrow him are literally holding slave auctions on slave blocks, like in the fucking 1860s of Africans in Libya. Like that is insane. And these are the people that America supports. I love it when America goes on, you know, especially the Democrats, they go on about how we need to defend our democratic allies in Ukraine. It's like, they're not democratic. What are you talking about? It's a fucking corrupt government. The government is run by a fucking petroleum company. <laughs> what are you guys talking right. about? Right. And why do you suddenly care about human rights violations in Ukraine, but you care nothing about human rights violations in North Korea? Yep. North People Korea, are fucking China. eating grasshoppers. Yep. And, and going China, to... the Uyghurs, you know, they're yeah. fucked. And yeah, no you, one gives you a can't shit just pick them. and choose. So, so that just goes to show that none of these, none of these uh, um, foreign relations yeah. decisions have anything to do with any sort of moral compass. It's always strategic. Strategic, yeah, and they like to paint Putin as the psychopath. Yeah, like way I look at it, it's like he, his decisions are not like that. You know, <laughs> he's like on a psychopathy <laughs> scale, he's like lower than the fucking American State Department. State right, he does some things like you know he's he he arrests dissenters. That kind of shit happens, and you know, yep. like he's a cold man, but he's man, not, yeah. but he's not any worse than our leadership has been. I mean. We have 500 people in jail right now because of January 6th, which was instigated by the state. By the state, yep, and no trial for them either. And and the narrative that they're using to uh, suppress other conservatives, ones who are not even present at the uh, the event, now everybody's a domestic terrorist. Uh, Canada has followed suit. You know, you have this fucking uh, Trudeau comparing the truck drivers who are on the convoy 
in Ottawa to uh, January 6th. He, you know, th th there's people in the media saying that this is our January 6th. What? Shut That's insane. Up. Shut the yeah. fuck. Well, and the reason they want to brand everybody as domestic terrorists is because if you're classified as a terrorist, you don't have the same rights yep. as as a regular Why? citizen, right? So all that due yeah, process exactly. shit goes away. They can put you in Guantanamo for however long without any charges or any evidence. Exactly. It's bullshit. So it's just they're just trying to recategorize people, categorize people, so they can violate their rights. That's why. That's my theory, anyway. They can spy yeah. on your bank account, whatever. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm really worried about the intelligence community's um, overreach in the United States over the course of the the first half of the century. I think that's going to be a major factor, and you know, I'm not the even worried about the CIA. I'm worried about the other organizations, the ones that people don't talk about, like the State Department, you know, and the yeah. Capitol Police is branching out into intelligence now. They're not good yeah. guys. You know, they don't well, have and to you got to keep in mind that like like the CIA isn't the only intel part of the intelligence community. There's the CIA, there's the NSA, which yep. has really abused the uh, Patriot Act, and then the FBI, which we know abused the Patriot Act in order to illegally yep. spy on Trump, right? Which is very <laughs> scary. And, yep. and they basically tried to frame him for a whole bunch of shit he didn't do, so they could unseat him as president, which is yep. literally like a, a, a sedition. Cool. Yeah. It's a coup, right? It's not a military yeah. coup. It's sedition, right? Yeah. And so everything that they, they're pissed off that we broke some windows on January 6th because FBI agents were yelling at us, telling us to do it. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're literally lying on subpoenas and secret FISA yeah. courts in order to spy on private citizens running for office in order to set them up to frame them, to unseat them once they get du duly and lawfully elected. And mm -hmm. then they ban you from any social media after you yep. question any election results in 2020 after four years of insisting that the election in 2016 was only due to Russian collusion. It's yep. total fucking horseshit. These are the, this horseshit. is the enemy of the fucking people shit. This and when is they enemy get fired, of the shit. Right, and when they get fired, guess where they go and work? They work at MSNBC and CNN. It's like, yeah, wow. There's only like three jobs left there. <laughs> did Joanne Reed well. get fired like, yet? Did they fire her no. yet? No, they're not firing her. That was a bullshit thing that some guy that made up. That was a lie. Dean Postle just made it up to fuck with people. The guy was just making it up to fuck with people. He just does that a lot. You know, he's not I a like reliable him, source. I like yeah. him though. He's not a fucking reliable source. <laughs> so this is awesome. It's still fun. Yeah. I, I just I just don't like the fake news, you know. It just irritates me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But like, like let her crumble on her own weight, you know. Let's not make things up about her. We need to yeah. bring her down. Can't be resting on our laurels based on some fake news thing. You know, it doesn't work. And besides, true. we need her. We need her. She's so extreme. She's amazing. She's good for us. You know, she's she's saying the quiet part out loud. I mean, imagine if every one of these fucking newscasters was like Brian, uh, not Brian Stelter, but like uh, Anderson Hillary Clinton's clitoris. <laughs> no, like Anderson Cooper, right? He, you know, he, he pretends to be neutral. You know, like yeah, yeah, perfect and hair. It's like, yeah, perfect hair, very well composed, you know, very well behaved. Imagine if they're all like that, very well disciplined. I mean, we would have no fucking chance. Instead, we got people like uh, like her, you know, Joy Reid and and and, Maddow. and Joe Scarb and Maddow and Joe Scarborough, and they're all fucking insane. You know, it's great that they're insane. It's great that they lose their fucking minds on TV. It's great that Don Lemon's nuts too. Yep. So we need people who are literally like that we need people like the occupied democrats twitter account who are like oh the trump supporter is dying rt if you agree with this you know like that's awesome do you think do you think the corporate media is actually dying or do you think that's just wishful thinking on the right uh it's wishful thinking on the right because they get a lot of corporate sponsorships they don't need money they're fine right Right. Totally and their their influence it. seems to be tremendous. I mean, they got everybody to wear a mask, yep. but the EPA itself had studies saying it didn't work to the extent exactly. that it was claimed that it worked anyway. 
Yeah, exactly. It doesn't even work. And yet somehow uh, it's still a thing. It's they're still promoting it uh, because, you know, you have newscasters on TV saying that, you know, the way that they frame these things is that they can't even cast dispersions on the government itself. The CDC could just come out and say masks don't work and they will question it on TV and insist that you keep wearing a mask and, and people will keep doing it. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, what's the motherfucker going to do? <laughs> no, don't listen to the media, I guess, and, and make a telegram and uh, subscribe to me there. I have a thing called the Culture War Room that I'm running. Yeah. So tell me how you use Telegram because I've like poked around and I've found that it's Twitter. difficult for me. It's difficult for me to navigate because it seems like a lot of noise and I don't know how to get anybody to follow my Telegram channel. So it's like a, it's like a, it's like, there's like, two, it's like a two in one thing. On the one hand, it's like a communication system, right? It's like WhatsApp, right? So with WhatsApp, it's, you know, basically a phone directory, right? But on the other hand, you can uh, create your own channel. So a Telegram channel is something you create and that's basically your Twitter feed. Uh, obviously more text and with a longer, um, video events, yeah, character yeah. limit, you know, is, is the character limit, something like 500 words or something like that. And, uh, you can upload videos that are long, you know, like 10 minutes long. So there's a lot more content there that can be shared. Uh, in addition to that, so once you set up your telegram, you can actually share, uh, content for other people's telegrams as well. So it's very much like mm. Twitter where you can retweet, right? You can, you can curate. Yeah, and you can curate your own channel, and uh, you can set up a chat room in your channel itself where people can chat, where you can have conversations or replies to, uh, like you know, sort of like a tweet thread, right? Like a reply to your tweet. So uh, there's that system as well. It's very similar. So it's a combination of WhatsApp and uh, Twitter. That's how I would describe it. Very cool. So what's your uh, what's your uh, Telegram? What are your Telegram details, and what are your other details where people can follow you? Uh, you can follow me at Telegram. Just type in Culture War Room. It's a Culture War Room, right? So it's one word. Yeah. So it's t.me slash Culture War Room, and you'll find it. Very cool. Yeah. Well, dude, I think that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate you doing this. Absolutely. This is fun, you know, and uh, hope to do this again when I lose even a bit more weight. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime, man. You have a standing invitation. I always love hanging out with you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Take care. Glorious. Oh, yes.